Um, but some of you may recall, if you were here uh, back in the early days, if you remember, we met at a little elementary school in, in uh, West Cobb, right about a mile and a half from here, Vaughn Elementary School. And uh, we had a church-wide meeting. Uh, it was the year 2000, and I was, we were getting ready to meet, move over to East Paulding High School. And we were there for five years. And uh, I was sitting on a stool having what we've done over the years, a family talk with our church, and it was in the gymnasium. And someone raised their hand and asked me um, a question. They said, how long are you planning on being at Westridge Church? And as the founding pastor and only really being three years in at that time, uh, I don't know if I ever thought about the answer to that question. So without blinking or thinking, uh, I just made a 20-year commitment at that moment to Westridge, and uh, 20 years felt like a safe number to me. It felt like a really solid commitment. 20 years felt like an eternity back then. Um, But on the way home that night, uh, my wife, Amy, who was also in the meeting, uh, she leaned over to me and she said, you know, I'm all in. I'm all in forever, to be here forever. And not planning on leaving, but I don't remember ever talking about a 20-year commitment. And I realized that moment that we had never talked about how long we would be here. And, uh, and I also re- I learned an important lesson that night, that if you're ever going to make a 20-year commitment to anything, make sure your wife knows about it first. <laughs> but uh, on behalf of Amy and Taylor and Zach uh, and our team, I want to say thank you for 20 amazing years. I want to say thank you for caring for us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for having our backs. Thank you for loving us the way you have. Thank you for letting me lead you. It's been the joy of my life. Thank you for following. You've loved us well. Amy and I feel so incredibly blessed and honored to have had an opportunity to do life with such amazing people, so many of you for 20 years. And uh, Westridge, please know, with all my heart, you are loved by me and my family more than you know. Um, over the last several weeks, I've, I've had several people ask me this question. 20 years ago, when you started this church, and we actually started it on September 7th, 1997, did you ever think that all of this would happen? And honestly, uh, I've had a hard time answering that question because here's what I remember about 20 years ago. I believe that Steve and Christy And Dave and Chris and Paul and Angela and Amy and I, we would all say the same thing. When we moved here, we were just desperate for God's hand of blessing and his anointing and his power in our lives. We just knew that we would fail without it. We wanted to be part of something. And we said this over and over again. We wanted to be part of something so incredible and so God-sized that we would just be foolish to ever take credit for it. And we knew that we needed to stay humble. We needed to stay hungry for God, stay on our faces before God, stay obedient, and just, just love people. Just cast a wide net and love people. We also, know, we also knew that it, it just wasn't about us. This, that we needed to always approach our calling to Northwest Atlanta with open hands and open hearts because this was always about him. This was always about Jesus. This was always about his kingdom. It was never ours and it never has been, never will be. And we believed that if we did all of those things, that God was going to allow us to be part of something big. And so we've had this front row seat to watch God do the incredible. So God-sized that we would just be crazy foolish to even take just a, a moment of credit for it. So we just don't. And so looking back over 20 years, I think we all believe that we've watched God do everything that he's promised, but infinitely more than we would have ever known 
to ask or think. Matter of fact, there's this verse that's been going through my mind over the last several weeks as I've been praying about this morning that I feel really, in my mind, kind, kind of sums up these last 20 years. It's in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter two or 20, actually. Paul says, Now all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Quite simply, God is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And I love that word infinitely. I'm going to say it quite a bit here this morning. It just means unlimited or unmeasurable. Because that's what God's done. God has truly done infinitely more than I could have ever thought to ask him or to even think or dream over the past 20 years. So when someone asks me if I thought all of this was going to happen 20 years ago, part of me just very humbly says, yes. But a bigger part of me says, he has done infinitely more than I could have ever asked or thought, ever dreamed. 20 years ago, I never dreamed that we would be descending church, that we would be a church that plants churches and raises up people to be sent out over 200 now nationally and more internationally. And Jim Akins was in the last service. I'm so blessed by that man. He was here 20 years ago almost, and he just kept on me and on me to be a church planting church. Drove me crazy until I did it. And uh, it literally changed the trajectory of my life in this church. I never dreamed that we would be, have such a, an amazing life-giving ministry to church planners and their families. Kevin Dunlap and I now get a chance to minister to over 220 church planning couples all over the United States and Canada. And none of that was on my mind 20 years ago, but God has done infinitely more. 20 years ago, I never dreamed that we would be a church that raised up people to launch other great ministries. And I think about Terrence and Cecilia Lester downtown raising the banner for poverty homelessness, love beyond walls. What a great ministry that came out of here. Craig Parsons, Warehouse of Hope, Jeff Davis, Truth in Nature, mentoring young men. Just the, oh my goodness, Jeff and Tara Vanneman in Alaska today with Trades of Grace. What a great, I mean, if you just knew their story and for God to let us be part of that's amazing. 20 years ago, I, I knew we would be a missions focused church because Dave Cole was with us and no one loves missions more than Dave Cole. He did a great job. He led the way for us early on with Jamaica and Israel and so many other things, but I never dreamed that we'd be transforming villages in Guatemala, that our high school students would be doing such a life-transforming work in Nicaragua, that we would have such a vibrant, ongoing ministry in Cuba. We support 36 church planters there who have now helped start over 300 churches all over that island. We're praying for them this morning. Plus, we, we now have missionaries in Burkina Faso, Africa, Spain, Turkey, Thailand, Many of those have come out of our church, young, young students that were in our high school ministry who are now on the mission field. I mean, God has done infinitely more than I would have ever dreamed he would do. 20 years ago, I never dreamed that we would be part of starting a ministry for the less fortunate at Christmas time. Hope for Christmas was started by a young lady in our church with her family and Paul and others jumped and partnered with them. And now, you know, every time I walk through this experience in December, uh, we just get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to over 13,000 people in our community. Not just at Christmas, but now all throughout the year, infinitely more than I ever dreamed. 20 years ago, I hoped that this would happen, but to see so many of our students grow in their faith, to come out of our high school, middle school ministry and now become staff members here and other places, adult small group leaders, leading ministries and churches, missionaries, and even church planners. I mean, it's been one of the greatest joys of my life. 
Jake Collier and his wife Natalie are now worship pastoring at a church in East Cobb, Sojourner Church. I'm so proud of both of you. My gosh. 20 years ago, I I remember sharing with Dave Cole. He was our high school pastor. And I, I said, Dave, I just dream of the day when hundreds of students go out of, leave Paulding County and go to just camp somewhere, just to get them out of here, to go to camp for a week. And just to, and so this past summer, I, I sat in my truck up here, the top of this circle, up this parkway, and I watched a 16 buses with scores and scores of students, 900 plus students, adults, leave for rush camp in, in Daytona Beach. And I just thought back to that moment with Dave 20 years ago, and I realized God's just in, done infinitely more. 20 years ago, I dreamed of a congregation, I did dream of a congregation of people that were passionate worshipers, lovers of God's word and people who just wanted to be fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. But now every Sunday, as I've been able to see that dream become a reality and I, I get a chance to actually look at your faces and to see who God has brought here, I can honestly say he's done infinitely more. But here's something that I have said over and over in those early days, and I still say it today. If God allows us to be part of anything that he has his hands on, then he gets all the glory. He deserves all the glory. He, if he blesses us even with the, in the slightest way, then he deserves all the glory. So this morning, I thank you just for all of the, the claps and love and hugs, but all glory goes to Jesus. All glory goes to God the Father. All the glory goes to his Holy Spirit. So over the last nine months, as some of you know, um, Amy and I and our youngest son, Gibson, who is now two and a half years old, he's our English lab, um, we've been prayer walking for the last nine months around this circle, uh, partly to get his energy out. The other part is because we want to pray for you. We pray for so many different things, but one of the things I pray for constantly is, Lord, how do you want me to lead Westridge Church for the next 20 years? What is your vision for this church? Not mine, but yours. And I just keep going back to Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or ever think. And so with that verse in mind, I want to just share four things with you here today of how I feel that God wants us to tackle these next 20 years. First of all, we will dare as a church to ask God for greater things. Even greater than the last 20 years, greater, greater influence, greater reach, greater, greater depth, a greater faith, greater blessing, greater anointing, and a greater love for people and a love for God. I want you to listen to Ephesians 3.20 and how it reads in the, in the, in the Living Bible. It says, now glory to be to God who by his in, mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we could ever dare to ask or even dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Listen, if we're going to see God do infinitely more than what has already, we've already seen, then we have to dare to ask for it. In light of all that God has done, God's redemptive plan to reach the world is still just as powerful today and relevant today as it was 20 years ago when we moved here. His word is timeless. It is, he's still faithful. His promises are still true. He still answers prayer. He's still able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask him to do. In my morning prayer time, I'm, I'm praying very specifically for some of your marriages. You've asked me to pray for you, and I pray for you by name. Some of you asked me very specifically to pray for your health, and I pray for you every morning. 
Some of you ask me to pray for your kids who have wandered away from God and I call out their name before the Lord when God brings them to my mind. But I'm also praying for these numbers. 13,000. You say, what is that? That's how many people now call Westridge Church their home church and attend throughout the year. Um, It blows me away. Um, 13,000. Now, most of you come once every five weeks, but still, you're here. And uh, this is your church. And uh, I'm daring to ask God that every one of you that call this church your home church will take your next step to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That's our mission. It has been since day one. We, we want to lead people at, in this community to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We believe the Bible teaches that someone who professes to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ will reflect it in the way that they love. They love people and they love God. Not just people that look like them, but people of all colors and backgrounds, people who've come even from different religions, who may not think like us, who act like us or look like us, but to love them, to cast a broad net. If they don't feel welcomed in this church, where else will they feel welcomed? So we need to love everyone, love people, and love God with all of our hearts. We need to grow, pursue spiritual maturity, serve. Oh my goodness, use our spiritual gifts that God has given us to serve others and share. Just share the gospel of Jesus Christ in our community, country, and world. I also pray for the number 357,000. That's how many people live within a 10-mile radius of this church, 357,000 people. And over 80% of these people continue to be unchurched. I don't know all their stories. Even with all of the new churches that have started over the last 20 years in our area, including ours, the unchurched number just remains steady. As the population continues to increase around northwest Atlanta, that number will be 413,000 in the next few years. And and the younger generations of people between the ages of 18 to 30 fall away from church and from God in growing numbers. We need to ask, we need to dare to ask God that every man, every woman, every student, every child will have an opportunity to respond to the gospel and they will say yes to Jesus. Yes to salvation. Yes to becoming a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the hope of our community. That's the hope of of our state, of our nation, of our country. I mean, from 1997 to today, I'm daring to ask God for the same. Let, let Westridge Church lead the way in seeing Northwest Atlanta come to faith in Jesus Christ. Let us plant more churches. Let us plant more campuses in this area. Let it, let's support more ministries with the same vision as ours. Let us lift up the arms of existing churches to be stronger than ever. I don't know if you know this, but Kevin Dunlap and I, we meet with over 65 pastors every month in this church. Why? Because we just want every church in this community to be strong, to be vibrant. We want pastors to know that somebody has their back and we're lifting. We're not in competition with other churches around here. We're here to help raise their arms and to help them to be stronger so we can work together to reach our community for Christ. I want... I want every one of you I'm praying that every one of you would be, would be bold, would become bold in sharing your faith in places where you live, work, and play. Let us be Jesus and bring Jesus to our community until every person has a chance to receive God's free gift of salvation through faith in, Christ, in Jesus Christ alone. Over the last 20 years, we now have the names of over 6,000 people who have placed their faith and trust in Christ in one of our services. Over 4,000 we've had a chance to baptize in. But I'm daring, I'm daring to ask God for even greater things. And I know this is a big ask and it's an audacious request. And, but here's what Jesus says. 
He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. John 14, 13, whatever you ask in my name, this will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Listen, we serve a God who can do infinitely more than we could ever dare to ask or dream. And some of you have things in front of you, in your home, in your family, in your career, it's, it's just daunting right now. It's, it's overwhelming to you. It, it's something that just stares you in the face and appears to laugh at you. Ask God to remove it. Ask God to change it. Ask God, if he doesn't change it right away, then ask him to change you. Whenever you come before God with open hands and an open, humble heart and you align yourself with his will and you begin to pray, you are partnering with a God who is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. That means that there is nothing in your path that is too big for him. Nothing that overwhelms him. So Westridge Church, let's dare to ask God for greater things. We're also, we will also continue to dream big dreams. Over the past 20 years, God has used this church to push back some, some of the darkness in our community and to, and to bring the light of Jesus to people who are struggling, people who are hurting, people who feel oppressed, people who are just down and out. And I said this and I'll say it again. My prayer has been from day one that, that we would be a hospital for hurting people. That when the community is hurting, that they would turn to this church for help and that we would lead the way. And so, as you know, over the last 20 years, we've tried to lead the way in tackling some really tough issues that have hit our community. We've invested thousands and thousands of dollars into into our benevolence fund to help struggling families, people, individuals with food, with bills, help fill their tanks with gas. We've rebuilt and built homes for people who just needed a lift in life, people who were just struggling and just needed a fresh start. We've, we've, when Katrina hit New Orleans in 2005 and thousands of people were displaced all over the, all over the South, our, our community called upon us to, to help those families who landed in Paulding County to start over again. And many of them are still here. When the historic floods hit Northwest Atlanta in 2009, we set up shop right there in that parking lot out there. And, and we ran point in partnership with Samaritan's Purse to be ground zero to help our community recover. We've continued to, to minister to families who are struggling with, with poverty through, through not only uh, Hope for Christmas, but community makeover. And then just recently, these generosity experiments that we've been part of have just been so inspiring. We're going to keep those things going. This past summer, while I was on a break, I asked God, I, I just said, would you help us over the next 20 years to just become very laser focused about some strategic issues that, that plague our community, that plague our area, that Westridge Church needs to tackle. That if we don't tackle these things, they're not gonna change. If we don't invest our time and our resources and our energy into them, they just may never change. And so here's what I believe God wants us to focus on. Racism and diversity. And this is gonna be a challenge. It's gonna be a huge challenge, but we're gonna push through that darkness. The area of poverty, that's a huge, that's a big tent. And we're gonna keep pushing through that. The area of mentoring. Uh, we have children and students in our community that did not, do not have a positive role model in their life. And right now, there are over 20% of our children and students in our community are growing up in fatherless homes. And so we're going we're gonna to continue I'm, to mentor these, these young men, these young ladies. So many of you men, you are, you're great dads. You've raised great kids. Would you, be, would you consider being a mentor to some of these fatherless young men? I mean, I'm watching some guys hang with me on the sidelines over to East Paulding who are, 
who have raised their kids and they're now pouring into the lives of others. Would you join us? The other area is special needs. I, I heard someone say recently that the special needs community in the United States is the most unreached population in our country. Uh, 20 years ago, I, I never dreamed that we would have a special needs ministry, but our breakaway ministry, our a quarterly respite for families with special needs, oh, it just inspires me. We're gonna, we're, next, next February, um, we're going to do something here called Night to Shine. It's a prom for young adults with special needs. <laughs> I can't wait. This is such a beautiful life-giving ministry. And I want to I ask you to pray and to consider to be involved in this. My dream for Westridge Church is that we would be an oasis for families with special needs situations. In the beginning of 2018, we're going to start a fund. Um, we don't have a good name for it at this point, but it's an above and beyond fund to continue these amazing acts of generosity that we've been able to be part of. We, but we also need to build a new children and eventually a new student space. We've had, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but on several Sundays over the last few weeks, we've had, or last couple months actually, we've had close to a thousand children in our building. And uh, that's amazing. But, but they're just crammed into their space. And uh, we know we gotta build a bigger space for them to have a greater environment for them to worship and have small groups. So part of our building plans for the future include a designated space for our children, but also a designated space for our children and young adults with special needs. We, we want to tackle this in a big way. We have a lot of work to do to figure out what that's going to look like, but we're excited about figuring it out. And so racism and diversity, poverty, mentoring, and, and special needs. Now, those issues are specific issues we believe that God wants Westridge Church to tackle in our community. But that doesn't mean that we're going to say no to other things. When hurricanes come through, we're going to say yes to helping people out, not just in Texas, but today in Florida. When we have issues with, with issues like sex trafficking and other things like that, we're going to jump in and we're going to say yes to those things when we feel like God is leading us. So we're not going to say no to other things. It just means we're going to say yes to those four things all the time. Well, you may be asking, how did you choose those issues? Well, a lot of prayer. And quite honestly, we chose, I chose those issues the same way Amy and I chose to come to Paulding County in 1997. We asked this one question, God, where are you already working? And we made the decision, Lord, where you're working, that's where we'll join you. God's working in so many areas of our community, but as it relates to this church, what we've seen God already doing in our church involves racism and diversity, poverty, mentoring, and special needs. And so rather than just say, God, you know, hey, we're going to come up with some new ideas. Come join us with what we're, already, what we're trying to do here. We're saying, God, here's where you're already working. We're going to join you where you're already working. Not a bad plan for life either, by the way. But we know those issues aren't easy ones. Racism has been a big issue in this community for many centuries. And we believe God wants us to continue to push through those, that darkness. Would you pray with me about that? Poverty is not an easy issue. But we're going to continue to lead this community through that issue. I love this verse in Jeremiah 32, 27. It says, I am the Lord, the God of all peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? That means that God looks at the issues that we want to tackle in this community. Racism and diversity, poverty, children without solid role models, and children and young adults with special needs. And he just says, none of that's too hard for me. He looks at marriages that are on the brink of disaster and he says, that's not too hard for me. Believe by faith that I can do infinitely more than you could ever ask or imagine in that relationship and watch what I can do. 
God looks at your son or daughter who may be away from Christ and he says, trust me, this is not too hard for me. And this is my heart to say this to, to some of you this morning. When, when we started this church 20 years ago, many of you were in your 30s and 40s and 50s. And I was 32, obviously I'm 52 now. I know I don't look it, but I am. But over the last 20 years, some of you have been through some really rough issues. Like me, some of you have lost dear people that you love. They're in heaven today cheering us on. Maybe you've been through a broken relationship. Maybe your life hasn't turned out the way you thought it might be. Maybe something happened that just wounded your spirit. Maybe you're struggling with your kids or grandkids and it's just wearing you down. Maybe you're away from God right now. Listen, whatever that may be, don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't let your dreams for the future die out. Listen, you are wiser than you were 20 years ago. You, you're, you're more ready for the battle than you were 20 years ago. You, you, may have, you may have more margin in your life than you did 20 years ago. You, maybe you have more resources than you did 20 years ago. That may mean that God wants to use you in a greater way than ever before. That may mean that the next 20 years of your life may, could, could be the most fruitful 20 years of your life. That may mean that the next 20 years are going to be the best 20 years of your life. And personally, I'm counting on that. I'm counting on that. I'm believing it. So let's keep dreaming big dreams together. And then we're going to rely on God's mighty power to do the impossible because he's able. He's able. 2006, I was sitting at a conference, a global leadership conference in Chicago, Illinois, and a pastor by the name of Bill Hybels was interviewing the lead singer of U2, Bono. And he was just pouring his heart out about how the church has just failed in tackling the issues that are going on in Africa. And how so many children were dying of waterborne illnesses. And I, I just, my, God just broke my heart. And I grabbed our elders, many who were just on the stage a few moments ago. And we went out in the, in the, in the lawn outside the church. And I, I said, guys, I don't know what this means. I, I don't know anyone in Africa. I don't even know where to begin. But we need to tackle this. And so we just begin by prayer. We dared to ask God to open up huge doors for us. And he did in miraculous, crazy ways. And he led us to this little country in Northwest Africa called Burkina Faso. Honestly, I didn't even know that that country existed in 1997. And we started a nonprofit called Engage Burkina that Paul Richardson has just done a brilliant job of leading. What seemed to be impossible all of a sudden became possible. And since 2007, God has now allowed us to provide over 600 freshwater wells now in villages all over Burkina Faso. He's, he's allowed us... We prayed for this unreached people group, the Pugli people, who have, are turning from animism and Islam in the, in, in hun, by the hundreds who've come to faith in Jesus Christ. They're no longer on the unreached people map. He's allowed us to provide the Bible to be translated into a, a, a language for another unreached people group that, that have never had the Bible in their language, the Jub people. He's allowed us to build a high school there. He's allowed us to build a vocational training center. Because of our gift offering last year, we've now built a house for, for women who have been sold into sex trafficking. You prayed with me. You gave. You believed in what we were doing. It seemed crazy, but you got on board with us. We've sent teams there. You traveled there. And we're seeing God change a country for Jesus Christ. He's done infinitely more than we could ever have dreamed he would do. We relied on God to do the impossible, and he's doing. He's making it possible. And now, Westridge, I'm, I'm asking you to believe in something else that God's put on my heart, and it's crazy, it's big. It's, 
we're going to tackle something else that seems impossible to me. Um, I'm daring to ask God to allow us to lead a church planning movement in Scotland that will reach out that nation and spread throughout the, the UK, into Ireland, into Wales, into England. Um, honestly, I, I, I almost feel a little foolish standing in front of you the way I felt when we talked about Africa That's because the task is daunting. The people of Scotland are now officially an unreached people group. The BBC reports that 58% of Scottish people now say they have no religion at all. That number goes into the mid-70%. When you start talking about young adults, 18 to 30 years old, Less than 2% of that population goes to any kind of evangelical church on Sunday. Listen, Scotland is desperate for the gospel. And what grabs me is that so much of our spiritual heritage started in Scotland. And, and today, that, the light of Christ is just barely flickering in that nation. So we're partnering with one of our church plants in, in, in Cartersville, led by James Griffin, I love that guy. We're going to tackle this. We're going to, we're going to invite our church plants and ministry partners to join us. And we know that, if, that we know it's God's will. We, we know that it's on his heart that the gospel come back in a fresh, powerful way to the land of Scotland. So we're believing by faith that God's going to make it happen. Matthew 19, 26 says, With man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. What's happening in your life right now, I want to ask you, that just seems impossible to you. That just grips you, that just stares you in the face and just seems like an immovable object. It's a, maybe it's a job situation or your finance or is an issue in your home. Some of you are single in this room today and you're just waiting on God for whatever he has next for you. And it's tough to wait when you don't know what's next. Listen, while you're waiting, let me challenge you to do two things. All of you, walk in obedience and live by faith. Walk in obedience, just live by faith. There are so many verses in the Bible where we see God's hand of blessing connected to our obedience and our faith. Before God ever gave me the vision to start a church, I was laying face down on the Georgia Dome floor at a Promise Keepers pastor's event in January 1996. I was with my dad on the floor, open hands, open heart, didn't know what God was doing in my life. And God put this verse on my heart, consecrate yourselves. In other words, set yourself apart for God's service. Walk in obedience, live by faith. And if you will do that tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. And I can't tell you how many times I go back to that promise. So Westridge, be obedient. Be, be obedient to God's word, regardless of what's going on outside these walls. Be obedient to God and his calling on your life. Live by faith and watch what he can do with your life. He will do amazing things. Whatever you're dealing with today, listen, I know with man it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. And then the last thing, regardless of what happens over the next 20 years, we're daring to ask for greater things. We're dreaming bigger dreams. We're just trusting God for the impossible. We will give him all the glory. We will. As we go into the next 20 years, I, I cannot wait to see what God has in store. I, I, it's going to be infinitely more. I than I could ever ask or imagine. But let's start off the next 20 years the, the same way we, start, we started the first 20 years. Let's be desperate for God's hand of blessing. Let's just be desperate for his anointing. Let's be desperate for his power, knowing if we don't have it, nothing is gonna happen. Let us long to be part of something that's so incredible and so God-sized that we would just be foolish to ever take credit for it. Don't you just wanna see that in your lifetime? to say I saw it with my own eyes and my kids got a chance to see it. 
And let us stay humble. Let us stay hungry for God. Let us stay on our faces before God. Let's stay obedient. Let's just love people. Listen, so much of the church is rejecting so many people today. Let's love those people. I don't care what color their skin may be, what God they may be serving at the moment, what struggles with identity they may be having in their life or what sin they're involved in. They're welcome in this building. I want them to know that Jesus loves them and we love them as well. And we're gonna keep loving them and keep trusting that God's gonna work in their lives and with their sin, just like he does with our sins. And when he chooses to do infinitely more than we could ever ask or dream, let us always give him all the glory, always. Let's bow our heads. Lord, uh, I wanna close this service the way we've closed most every one of them for 20 years. If you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus Christ to be your personal savior, you are lost today in your sin without hope. Jesus Christ loves you. He died for you, gave his life so that you could receive forgiveness, receive new life and abundant life that can only found, be found in him. And the Bible says, if you will call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. And so with your heart, the best way you know how, say, Lord, I call upon you today. I promise you, he's not denying you right now. Just say, with all the faith I have, I put it in Jesus today, not my own. I turn away from where I was and I come to Jesus. And what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross is enough to pay for all of my sins and to provide me a right relationship and standing with God the Father. And so I receive that today by faith and I thank you for it. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to start fresh here today. If you just prayed that, let someone up here know in the front, one of our prayer counselors, let, take a card back to the, gets, uh, the help center in the back. Let us know you made that decision. We wanna celebrate that with you. If you're here today, you're struggling. Whatever that looks like for you, dare to ask God to move it. Dare to ask God for greater things. Dream big dreams and watch what God can do. Ask God to do the impossible. Know that with man, it's, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. And then just give him the glory when he moves, whenever he chooses to. Lord, thank you. Thank you for 20 years of this church. 20 years. Lord, it felt like an eternity when I made that commitment. But here we are today. And I just thank you for being so faithful. Lord, I, I go back to Psalm 115, verse 1. It says this. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, not to us even for a moment. But Lord, to your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and your unfailing faithfulness. We give you all the glory today. It's all yours, Jesus. Thank you. Put yourself on display here today. All glory be to God. Let's sing and worship him here today.